Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to a day of prayers morning Bible study. My name is Layla and we're so happy to have you here with us. Before we get into the world, let's take a moment and pray. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word, Lord. We thank you for the life that it brings, Lord, and the truth and the enlightenment that comes with it, Lord. We ask that you'll minister to us, Lord, and show us things to come, Lord, through your Holy Spirit, because you already said that you would, because you're good to us, Lord. We thank you for this time with our partners and our listeners, Lord. We ask that you bless them through your word this morning, Lord, that their needs are met as well, Lord, and that we are able to walk before you. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. So glad to have you with us as we have the opportunity to dive into the word and continue our study in the book of Hebrews. We are in chapter 10 and still discussing verses 26 through 39. So whether you're joining us for the first time or you're rejoining us, I want to encourage you to take the moment and read through that section of scripture just to give you uh, a better understanding of what's being discussed. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. And at this time, the floor is open to give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have. So who would like to begin? I would. All right, LaCharles. So we left off inside the last episode talking about how the Lord is righteous in his judgment. He doesn't judge us um, one way when it comes to something negative and judge us another way when it's something positive. And we gave the example of he's not saying, I know you've been faithful to me your whole life, and as such you you have received the reward of five minutes inside of heaven while you spend the rest of your eternity in hell. And that's not how he works, and that's Mm -hmm. not how he treats us. So what we understand here is that while um, the Holy Spirit is talking about both the judgment for trampling the Holy Spirit underfoot, there's always the flip side of it. And that's what we see inside of verse 31, um, actually verse 32, where it says, But recall the former days in which, after you were illuminated, you endured a great struggle with sufferings, partly while you... Uh, while you were made a spectacle, both by reproaches and tribulations, and partly while you became companions of those who were so treated. Meaning that not always on the um, does it look like to us humans as though it's a blessing. Meaning that the apostles, especially in the early church, they went through quite a few tri- um, tribulations to build up their endurance in their faith. And it wasn't the blessing as I would like to think of a blessing. I expect a blessing to be nicely packaged and to be a blessing to me and not cost me my limbs as a result of it. Mm-hmm. But what we see is that the Holy Spirit doesn't work based off what we think and what we expect. And that's something, Mama, that you often encourage us to do. He's not giving us a blessing based off what we think the blessing should be. He's giving us the blessing that he knows will be good for us inside of our lives. And just understanding that while the Lord understands those things, he gives us what we need inside the moment, meaning that it's not always going to appear like a flowery bed of ease. And we are constantly doing what we want to do and there's nothing coming up against us and that we just essentially get to coast on by. 
we have to be able to endure, and that's something that's very important as well, and that um, the Holy Spirit continues to talk about throughout the rest of the chapter. It's about the endurance that they have as a result of going through these tribulations. And I'll, um, I'm not there, but we know inside of James where it says, Count it all joy when you fall into various trials and tribulations, for trials produce endurance. Um, and just understanding that we're supposed to have joy inside of the Lord always, not just when we are receiving something or when we think we are receiving something, but it's a continuous lifestyle that we have to partake in. And then moving down in, into verse um, 33, understanding that what he means by trials and tribulations and about bearing um, our cross after the Lord, we have to consider that while Jesus died on the cross, he wasn't just he wasn't just nailed to the cross and that was it. That's not the extent of what he went through. Mm -hmm. That's what people like to remember. But he went through a whole lot beforehand. He was beaten multiple times, has beard ripped out, thorns shoved into his head, mm -hmm. and he was mocked openly and he was embarrassed. He didn't have a modesty class like Catholic mm -hmm. Shadow portray him. Mm -hmm. He was naked. Naked. Mm -hmm. And just understanding that we are to become more like Christ. And I know from my own life, I like to think, yes, more like Christ, meaning I can do these miracles. Mm -hmm. And people will see me. Yeah, that's what I want to mm -hmm. like to think of more like Christ means is about being more spiritual and more pious. But that also means being able to go through the things that Jesus went through and still come out with a good attitude. We didn't see Jesus start cursing from up there and saying, man, when I get back, you're all going to regret it. He didn't do any of that. <laughs> That's right. Um, and earlier you said um, trampling the Holy Spirit underfoot, but I think you meant trampling the Son of God underfoot. Oh, trampling the Son of God underfoot. Yes, mm -hmm. that's what I meant. Mm -hmm. He wasn't cursing. He didn't revile them. And that's he right. didn't wait until after the work was done and says, now it's be game. He didn't threaten. He didn't do any of those things. Yes, and how we have to have that same disposition towards others in cyber life. No, it's never going to be to the exact same extent as the Lord because he was God and as such he could have dealt with them as he thought fit because he's always righteous. He is God, literally. Whereas we're humans, that makes sense. It's a disparity in positions. Mm. Meaning that if I was to own a business, of course I can say what goes on in the business because I own it. Mm -hmm. Whereas if I'm the lower, lower level employee who's just hired, I don't have that same um, authority. I can't, yes, same authority. That's but you also don't have the same insight. Yes. Right. The the janitor is not allowed to see all the the back office stuff, right? He doesn't have the placement and access to review that at will, right? Yes. Same, same. Now, we can receive insight from the Lord concerning it, right? And, and there's also things he, we will know what to look for as he shows them. But just understanding that, to go along with your example. Yes. Mm -hmm. And understanding that while there's a disparity in those positions, it requires greater weight, though, when I say something as the owner than when I say something as the person who just was hired. Mm -hmm. It doesn't carry the same weight, and that's what we see here, is that Jesus went through all these things while he was the owner, mm -hmm. essentially. Mm -hmm. He listened to our bad attitudes and our complaints against him while he was the owner, and he had the authority to do whatever he wanted. Mm -hmm. Versus us, when we go through those things, it's not the same. Like what we see in something that, that you reference is about when you go through all these things and you do what the Lord asks you to do, say we are unprofitable servants. 
don't start proclaiming and boasting because Jesus went through the exact same through same thing and he wasn't even a servant. Um, I know that's the scripture where he talks about, does your master say to you, sit down, serve yourself first, then I'll, you can right. come serve me later. That's referring to how we're supposed to serve God with our whole heart. We're not supposed to serve ourselves first and then the Lord if we have some time afterward mm -hmm. or some energy. He is always first and should be first inside of our lives. Mm -hmm. And as such, we're not doing the Lord a great favor as we like to think of it. And I know my own life when I do something for the Lord, I say, Lord, remember what I've done. I did you such a great thing. And I like to think about it in that manner and think that, man, this was some mm -hmm. epic moment. But just understanding that we're supposed to be humble in our disposition in that as well. What did the Lord say? It said it's the Father through me who does the works, right? Yes. So yes. yet the Lord didn't the Lord our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, did not even take credit for clearly the things that people saw him do. Yes. Right. Understand that. That's a lesson for all of us. He attributed everything to the Father. Mm -hmm. And he's, this is what also why he said, I'll say it in this way, why he also said, so my Father may be glorified, even that you, you right, would bear much fruit and that your fruit would remain for what purpose? So my Father would be glorified. His high priestly prayer, right? Mm -hmm. yes. Also said, I've fulfilled all the work you had me or you gave me to do. So you may be glorified, right? Yes. yes. So it also goes into a, some examination of ourself. Why are we doing these things? So we can be seen and acknowledged before men? Or so our Heavenly Father is glorified? It's, uh, that is a game changer when you get down to the core of it as to our heart and our motivation. But it's also revealing. Yes. So understanding that. But then I, I love how, and, and it's been brought up here in the last few episodes, um, and, and honey, honey, you just mentioned again about trampling underfoot the Son of Man, or talking about God, right? Or the mm -hmm. Son of God, talking about Jesus, mm -hmm. the Christ, personally, right? And I don't know that we fully understand that, right? And, but I, I do sense that we need to. What our actions are, and we've talked about this on the past few episodes, about our action towards the Lord and what we're doing, right? And how the Lord views it. And so we're going to go to a few different places. In Ezekiel 34, yes. the Lord is talking about, he's talking to shepherds, right? Uh, which another um, something similar to a shepherd as it pertains to ministry would be a pastor, right? Someone that has been given spiritual authority to lead and guide God's people, right? But it's not only to pastors. It could also be viewed for government officials, <clears throat> elected officials, at least in the United States, but, right? They have a role and a responsibility, and that goes back to Solomon, right? Where he, he in his prayer, he says, uh, he asked the Lord for wisdom so he can lead this great people, not of his, of the Lord's, that the Lord assigned to his care, just like the Lord did with Solomon's father, David. Right? Yes. But in there, starting in, in verse 11, now I'll say throughout the whole chapter, the Lord is saying there's these issues with all these shepherds, right? 
they have not, and this is verse four, right? Well, uh, verse three, right? You eat the fat and clothe yourselves with the wool. You slaughter the fatlings and you do not feed the flock. The weak you strengthen, uh, the weak you have not strengthened, excuse me. Nor have you healed those who were sick, nor bound up the broken, nor brought back what was driven away, nor sought out what was lost. But with force and cruelty, you have ruled them. And then he continues, but he says, starting in verse 11, he starts talking about the Lord, excuse me, as the true or good shepherd, right? And he will search out for the flock, right? And he starts talking about all these things he's going to do. But then he says to the flock in verse 17, right? Mm -hmm. Thus says the Lord God, behold, I shall judge between sheep and sheep, between rams and goats. Is it too little for you to have eaten up the good pasture that you must tread down with your foot the residue of your pasture and to have drunk of the clean waters that you must foul the residue with your feet? And as for my flock, they eat what you have trampled with your feet and they drink what you have fouled with your feet. Okay, but then again in verse 20, therefore says the Lord God to them, behold, I myself will judge between the fat and the lean sheep, right? Because you've pushed with side and shoulder, butted all the weak ones with your horns and scattered them abroad. Therefore, I will save my flock and they shall no longer be prey and I will judge between sheep and sheep. So as we look at that, let's understand because we're... In there, he mentions this very specific thing about trampling underfoot the Son of God, right? Yes. So, here the Lord is talking to and about his people, not people that are far off, not, you know, Gentiles or the nations from a distant land. He's saying, this is the role and the responsibilities that I've given you as leaders, as as my people. What how you should have treated them, what you should have valued, which is ultimately the Lord, right? And we see that from a number of different places where even in uh, Luke 11, where he's the, Jesus is teaching his disciples how to pray, right? In verse three, he says, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins, For we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. It's exactly what a shepherd is supposed to do with the sheep, right? Feed them, care for them, tend to their their needs, bless them, protect them, right? Yes. And that only comes from Jesus. And, And back to Ezekiel 34, all those things that the fat sheep, if you will, right, were taking and defiling or fouling for the rest of them. They were not, they didn't do anything for the, for that. It was all given, it was provided to them. Well, by who? By the Lord. But then we have this, and even, uh, and it goes back to Psalm 41. And in Psalm 41, verse 9 says, Even my own familiar friend whom I trusted, whom ate my bread, has lifted up his heel against me. 
And that's speaking exactly of what happened at the Last Supper. And you can look at John 13 with that. Jesus identifies his betrayer, right? And it's in John chapter 13, verse 26, when they were asking who would betray him, Jesus said, it's he whom I, excuse me, it is he to whom I shall give a piece of bread when I have dipped it. And having dipped the bread, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. So I say all that to say this. Let's understand, and this is what we've been talking about, but just on a more full, more comprehensive manner, our actions when they're not in line with the Lord. It is no different than Judas's actions in betraying the Lord. He walked with him, right? Uh, handled him, as John says in the beginning, right? Uh, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God. And he goes in and he says, and we, we touched him, we handled him, right? The Lord was was here, present, in the flesh. It was a, all physicality, right? He is God and man, okay? For yes. a time. So when we don't receive or we reject, it is no different than the good shepherd, or the, sorry, not the good shepherds, the bad shepherds who are trampling underfoot. He's saying the actions are the exact same. If they're not walking with the Lord. They are trampling underfoot. Their actions are considered no different than that of Judas Iscariot, who they're betrayed ab- the Lord. Mm-hmm. They were an abusing, abomination. They're violating. Exactly. Um, that's also what's um, described here in Ezekiel 34. This is abuse and violation to, and mistreatment and amen. all it, of those kind of and things. And it was abuse in, in Ezekiel. It was abuse to the people. Mm-hmm. But the Lord clearly viewed it also as abuse to himself, mm-hmm. as we were saying in an earlier previous episode. All right, but just so just understanding it in full. So what then? Our actions, attitudes, and behaviors need to reflect that of Christ. We are to be conformed to the image of Jesus, the Christ, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. God's son, special, only, and beloved son. And I say only, we who have chosen to enter in, right, uh, to that grace, receiving it by faith. We are also sons and daughters of the Most High God and joint heirs with Christ. He is the firstborn. True that. But we have to enter in through him and through the shedding of his blood and the grace that he gave. And that's the only thing that can cure, uh, and by cure I mean remove our sin, washing it white as snow. But all that has to be brought underneath the blood of Christ Hmm. or it remains on the books and it will be judged. And this is the manner with which it will be judged. No different than Judas, because that's ultimately what we have chosen. So understanding the weight and the severity and how the Lord views and looks at sin. Any questions on that? Because I know it's a lot. No. Okay. Anything else? I did not have anything else. 
Anyone else have any? Oh, or go ahead, Layla. Oh, I just want to mention the scripture that you are referencing the trials about trials comes from James chapter one, verse two. Uh-huh. And it says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. And I'm going to keep reading because it doesn't stop there. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. the Lord. Amen. I believe it's also in Romans five. I recall correctly, but um, uh-huh. let me get there. Oh, I'm going the wrong direction. Yeah. Yes. Indeed. The first five verses. Would you like to read them, Layla? I would. All right, go ahead. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Amen. Amen to that. So, you have all these things available to you to grasp or receive. It's not grasping the straws, but I mean take hold of mm-hmm. by faith. It's a grace that's been freely given. That grace is freely given because he first loved us. He first loved us because God is love. It's not just a quality or a characteristic that he possesses. It's who he is. So understand that. As a result of that love, you have grace. We have to then receive it by faith. So there's a lot in there. And we're going to leave you with that as we pause for today. But with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we thank you for today. And we thank you for the forgiveness of sin that we have in you, Lord. We thank you for the ability to forgive others, Lord. And we thank you for who you are, Lord, that you first loved us, Lord, that you showed us mercy, compassion, and grace. Lord, we ask that you help us continue to cultivate those within ourselves, Lord, so that we can display what you have displayed to us towards others, Lord, that they are able to experience your love for them in its fullness and to its highest extent, Lord, because that's what you extended to us first. We thank you for the peace that's on us, Lord, and in us, Lord, and around us, Lord. We thank you for the wholeness that we have in our bodies, our minds, our finances, our relationships, Lord, that they're all we ask that you will strengthen us so that we're able to walk before you. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' amen. almighty name, amen. And amen. And we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. 
no one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.